When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Master Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Kenobi. This message is a war. message is a war. Everyone, hang on. Coffee with Kenobi presents Rebels Reactions. Let's go get him. All right, if I tag along. I'm on my mark. Get down. My name is Rex. The rebels of the Lothal system. Hunt them down. My gut tells me this is a trap. Everywhere we go, we run into those guys. To defeat an enemy, you must know them. I'm not afraid. That's what worries me. Embrace your destiny. We are fighting a bigger fight. He was my master. Ahsoka, why did you leave? Do you know what I've become? Yes, master. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Harris and David Myers. Welcome to Rebels Reactions, everybody. We are back for part three of our Mortis review arc. Uh, I'm your host, one of your hosts, Aaron Harris. And joining me, of course, is my co-host, as always, Mr. David Motter. David, how are you doing? Good, my friend. How are you doing over there? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. And uh, we've got a great show tonight. We're wrapping up our series on the Mortis arc uh tonight uh, it's going to be a great uh, discussion as we uh wrap up uh that three part arc of overlords altar of mortis and ghost of mortis and discuss uh the effects it had uh on rebels and on the saga in general uh so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to discuss this and see where the discussion leads um and of course joining david and i for this Awesome uh, discussion. Uh, brought in an old friend of ours, a uh, friend of the show. Uh, you may know him from uh, Legend, uh, Legends Library, where he's one of the co-hosts there. Uh, he's an awesome guy, uh, all-around great guy, great Star Wars fan, Mr. Randy Therio. Randy, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Hey, David. How are you doing? Good, uh, good. Thank you so much, guys, for the uh, uh, for the invite to join you. And uh, I've been listening to your shows, and uh, and uh, really excited about your collaboration. And now you're you're uh, you're teaming up with the two of you. And and uh, so thank you so much for the invitation to join you and make this a a power trio, if you will. 
Oh, no, thank you for for being willing to joining join us. I know you've uh, helped out quite a bit. Even when I when I first started, you jumped in, uh, helped me out when I first uh, started uh, taking over the show, and you've been uh, very gracious with your time. And uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mister Therio here is the uh, the the man who uh, provided us with our awesome intro. Uh, he did a great job on that, and uh, when I popped it on him that we were bringing David on, he uh, managed to whittle that uh, update out within uh, no time at all, uh, very efficiently, mm-hmm. and it sounded awesome. So definitely thank you, sir. Oh, you're you're welcome. That's a labor of love right there. So anytime I get a chance to, uh, uh, to work on uh, other people's stuff it's, uh, and to serve other shows, I, I love, I relish the opportunity, and, and I just love investing in other shows. You know whether it's a, on a technical in, in a technical way or just um, plugging other shows, uh, you know, on our show or whatever. Because uh, first and foremost, I'm a I'm a fan of, of all the things that you guys are doing, and um, and I think that honestly, I think that's just a reflection of the spirit of Coffee with Kenobi and, and Dan and Corey from the from the very beginning. So it's a collaborative effort uh, for all of us, and that's what makes us a family. So it's cool. Yeah definitely well said and definitely what makes us a family and uh it's it's one of the things i've always loved about being a part of uh coffee with kenobi is is we're just one big happy family and it's been been quite fun uh to be a part of mm-hmm. so we got this incredible mortis arc that uh dave filoni and the cast of the clone wars gave us uh several years ago um and it's reaches far spanned uh just that season of of clone wars it's reached out and touched the saga and made an impact on it uh, quite dramatically with this uh with the way it expanded the story of the force um so we want to go ahead and get into that discussion cuz i'm sure we will have a ton to talk about um so let's let's jump right into it um david my friend uh Let's let's start with you. I mean, overall, when it comes to the impact of Mortis, uh, what what is your your first thoughts on on your opening thoughts on the Mortis arc as we go into this discussion? Yeah, I um, boy, just I think like we said um, in our last episode, it's completely not possible to cover in depth everything in each of these three episodes but um we're just we're having fun with it and trying to tie it to other things and this isn't exhaustive but one of my initial thoughts is i go back to the featurette for um uh, the altar of mortis that was the second of the three um episodes and in that featurette dave filoni talks about christian taylor and trying to guide him after getting guidance from George Lucas himself about what to do. And, you know, just like you've said in the two previous episodes, we're going to try to talk about this arc's influence on not only Rebels, but the entire uh, Star Wars uh, universe. And, you know, one of the things that sticks out to me the most is that one of the mandates or one of the guidance um, guiding directions that Dave Filoni gave to Christian Taylor was to visualize when he was writing these three episodes, visualize these episodes 
as all in essence taking place in the Dagobah tree. So it's all symbolic, all um, a metaphor. And so there can be a lot of different viewpoints on, um, you know, all three of these episodes. And so, you know, that's kind of my initial starting point that these, this arc is supposed to tie to, um, at that time it was, uh, at that time it was six, six movies, right? It wasn't, uh, the four new ones. Um, cause this came out in 2011. And so, right. right you know, so Disney, bought it in April of 2012. So at that time, you know, Dave Filoni's guidance was to make this tie into all six movies at that time. And, um, you can definitely see that, um, that it did that. So that's just a jumping off point for me. Those are my initial thoughts. Um, it clearly Mortis does tie to all six episodes. Very good. Very good. Randy, what, uh, same question for you. How, how do you feel, uh, about Mortis and, and its ties into, uh, the rest of the saga. Um, I feel like uh, it really contributes to the timelessness of the of the force and the timelessness. Like, I'm always, uh, you know, as a, a pastor, I'm always trying to find uh, just the connections um, uh, and kind of discover what the worldview is as far as um, uh, just philosophies. And, and I, I know, David, you're, you know. Um, uh, a professional uh, in the psych- psychology realm, and so that there's there's some crossover here that I, I'm looking forward to kind of uh, um, talking to you guys about. And but um, I, I think this is the first time, if I'm not mistaken, this is the first time that that we really see the nature of the force as far as the force as a as, a, uh, as an entity. And, and what I mean by that is um, that the force functions outside of time. You know the the idea that that these three episodes started and ended with a conversation with Rex, and no time had passed. So in a, and so all of the so the force uh, functions outside of time. We also know that the, the force there's there's a foreknowledge. Um, so uh, that uh, as far as like the force is, is able to to show Anakin uh, these visions of. Um, of Darth Bane from a thousand years before, and um, uh, uh, so there's there's just a, a full kind of revealing of just the supernatural uh, and and some of the characteristics of the Force, um, and that's really what it speaks to me, and and that's why I've always felt like. You know, there's a surface of the episodes, and then there's the depth. And it, it seems as though I, as as the the more I dig, I I'm not finding the bottom of it. And uh, and then the more I discover, and the more I read in, uh, whether it's canon or legends, I, I more is revealed about uh, about Mortis. It's really it's really cool and very clever and incredibly creative. And um, so those are my kind of initial thoughts. Very good, very good. I mean, you're right. This is one of the first episodes where we we get a glimpse of the the timelessness of the Force, and um, I mean, outside of the the EU, I think this is the first time in canon we get a glimpse of a species or not a species, but we we get a glimpse at the fact that. 
the Force isn't solely a Jedi and Sith power as well. Um, mm-hmm. they, we have Force wielders out there that can uh, um, wield it and, and open and open the huge door and when it comes to storytelling uh, at that point in Star Wars. So definitely it's a very, very open-ended diamond mine to per se mm-hmm. uh, of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and you're right. I don't think, I don't think if we, we sat down and went, went uh, uh, snapshot by snapshot through each episode, frame by frame, I don't think we could ever get down to the very depth of the, what this episode could mean because um, it's always going to be growing and expanding um, and with its influence over every uh, one of the the movies and the saga overall yes. and that's what's so awesome about, about Star Wars and about, about this arc too um, is it, the story's always growing it's always expanding uh, which is awesome mm-hmm. so uh Let's start by just discussing in general the, uh, the well, of course, we, we've both, everybody's kind of hit on the force already. So let's, let's talk about uh, the force, uh, that what we learn about the force from this. I mean, we, we see that the time, as Randy mentioned, the timelessness of the force. Um, and we know that ties in, of course, directly into rebels, uh, with the world between worlds and the timeless nature uh, of that area where Ezra could go to pretty much any point in time he wanted to um, and and make and and be a part of it and th- that this story kind of let open up that world um, we'll, we'll start with you Randy with with the timelessness of the force um, and, and of course, tying into world uh, between worlds, um, where is this going to? I mean, this is one of yeah. those. <laughs> it's like where does yeah. this end at this point? Because the whole the, the, the whole temp, the whole galaxy, the whole temp. I mean, it's not even the galaxy. The whole whole time is 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 a template now. Um, mm-hmm. you know, time travel was one of those things we always got from Star Trek. You know, we'd never right. thought we'd be have that option in star Wars. Uh, but here we are, we have a very real option of, of potential time travel occurring. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, on the temporal uh, nature of the force? Okay. So what Luke and I have discovered over the years of talking about legends uh, and the legends timeline is we've kind of discovered what the good is and, and what, what evil or what good is and what is not good or what's bad. Um, uh, the ultimate good is the will of the force. Um, and we, how we bumped into that is uh, the book Traitor uh, in the middle of the New Jedi Order series. Uh, it was Jason Solo uh, going through incredible suffering, suffering that was inflicted upon him by Verger. Um, but uh, just because... Uh, just because there was pain and there was suffering, what Verger taught us about the Force is that pain and suffering doesn't necessarily mean evil. And so it was the will of the Force that he would suffer so he could learn something about the Force. Um, And you see that all through um, uh, the original trilogy as well, that uh, the will of the Force uh, doesn't necessarily mean the light side wins every time. The will of the Force allowed Darth Vader to come to power. 
Um, and that's not necessarily, you know, the good guys win. You know, it's not necessarily warm and fuzzy, but um, it it was the will. If you put yourself in, insert yourself in the timeline at, at certain points, uh, and, and you're under, uh, consider yourself kind of at, at one point in the storyline under imperial rule uh, and under the tyranny of, uh, of the leadership of the emperor, then things aren't going well. But still, the will of the force is, is what stands. The will of the force is what's good because it's leading uh, to a time where uh, Darth Vader will eventually uh, redeem himself and redeem the galaxy by killing the emperor. So, um, so I say all that, uh, to say that, um, that it's not necessarily when we talk about time travel, I think in other instances, it's people traveling through time and what, what really in star Wars, especially in light of a world between worlds and, you know, a little bit here with the mortis trilogy, we see how the, it's the force that controls the opening and the closing of that door. That's why the emperor was trying so hard to get into that world between worlds, but the force was not letting him. It was a struggle. It was strife. But with Ezra, it was an open door. It was um, opportunities leading to other opportunities that led to him entering into uh, the world between worlds. So I kind of in the theology of Star Wars, uh, I, I've I've have found that the the ultimate good is the will of the Force, and it's changed. That that's changed uh, since uh, Disney took over, and especially since the the prequel or the uh, the sequels have come out. It's no, it's not necessarily the will of the Force anymore. Now it's not dark and light, um, absolute and point of view. You know, you, you know, from a certain point of view, it's not those things anymore. It's starting to get gray, and it's starting to get more. Um, uh, uh, the choice is up to uh, the user, um, and that's a huge paradigm switch uh, from the old test the old old uh, old testament i just said old testament from the old uh uh the old trilogy to this current trilogy that's a huge switch because the control is now up to the user and we're even at the place where we can see well and and there's even discussion going on like han solo kind of had the force you know the force is in everyone and so that's kind of some theology that's kind of changed because that's not what it was in the legend during the legends and eu and and even during the original trilogy that wasn't necessarily our understanding of the force um and so uh you know i i see the the mortis trilogy as um as you know um just that the, the ultimate power of the father, you know, grabbing the tip of a lightsaber and pushing it toward the hilt and dis, and extinguishing it. The first time we saw that, that was a shocker because up until uh, up until that point, uh, a lightsaber was like, you know, um, I mean, that was the that was the weapon of all weapons. There's nothing, you know. Uh, there's nothing except for the Beskar Gam of the Mandalorians that could even, you know, withstand uh, uh, the the blow from a, a lightsaber. And he uses his bare hand and extinguishes it to the hilt, just like with one sweep of his hand. And and all of a sudden, there's like, okay, there's a higher power than, you know, these things that the Jedi have constructed or whatever. So. I mean, I could go on forever, and I and I'm already geeking out. I'm loving this uh, already, um, and so, Dave, uh, David, I'd love to hear what what your thoughts are, especially from the psychological 
uh, like angle of this whole thing. Cause I certainly don't have everything figured out or whatever. It's just my kind of playing around in my mind and in my heart. Well, yeah, to jump in. No, I, you, I, man, Randy, you got me going. My, my, uh, my brains, um, just the brain juices are flowing and I think I could probably riff for about two, three hours over what you just said right there. Um, without any problems. I, I love your insight. That's why I'm always geeked to be on with you, buddy. Um, couple things. Um, um, Aaron, if you want me, you want me to just dive right in Aaron, and go with it? Go, go right ahead. Okay. You know, one, one of the things that, you know, to, um, kind of go off of, a few things off what Randy said. One is, um, you know, uh, a world between worlds, you really have to watch that. And to answer the question of how does, um, this Mortis trilogy tie into, uh, rebels. And so I've been watching that and I watched it, I think once or twice yesterday, uh, that episode of rebels. And one of the things I thought about, uh, is this issue of time that Randy brought up. And, and if you remember, the father said that the son, had violated the laws of time by showing Anakin his future. And I wrote a little note to myself, did Ezra violate the laws of time saving Ahsoka? Mm. And, you know, going with what um, you said, Randy, maybe not so. You know, it just, I, uh, it just, like you said, happens just in the blink of an eye between talking to Rex, they do the Mortis trilogy, they're back to talking to Rex. Um so that's just something that I, I was thinking about a little bit. Um, a, a second thing off of what you said, Randy, is before I got on tonight with you guys, I wrote down, and I'm looking at it right now on my little my notepad, I wrote down episode one, episode two, The Clone Wars, seasons one through six, episode three, Solo, Rebels, episodes or seasons one through four, Rogue One, episode four, episode five, episode six, uh, episode seven, eight, and nine, and um, I, you know, it was so insightful, Randy, to hear you talk about this paradigm shift in um, how the force is seen. Because you know, when the when the father, um, what was he? Uh, um, I was trying to go off of something you said. Uh, oh, I guess I'll just go back a little bit on this. Um, okay. Looking at all these episodes, I kind of, I guess thought that like I go back in my mind to November of 2014 and we got that little 80 second clip of, of what was going to be, you know, when the force awakens, but it was, um, uh, uh, Snoke saying there's been an awakening. Have you, right. you know? And so I thought about this again, just looking at this visually, what I just mentioned, you know, looking at all the episodes, looking at the two animated series, the two uh, Star Wars stories, there really does feel like that balance issue. And that's what I was just going to mention a minute ago, the father mentioning balance all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I thought, there it is. That's what I was thinking about, Randy, what you said, like this, the, what's the will of the force? And one of the things you see the father say in this Clone Wars um, episode was he, he instructs Anakin in the third episode of this arc, which is the Ghost of Mortis. He tells Anakin, consistent with what you said, Randy, not to, you know, what does he think, but he tells Anakin to go consult with the Force, right? And then who shows up but Qui-Gon. And so, again, this is all 2011 before the sale to Disney. 
And so, yeah, I, I started thinking about all those things you said and how this this these episodes really show that. I love that he goes and consults with the will of the force and, and that that is the good. Um, the last thing I would say, kind of this third part, just to kind of bounce off of you, Randy, um, and, and to talk about this, this issue of time and so on, is in our last episode, I was talking to Aaron about um, the fortune cookie for this third episode. Right. And, and right, it says what here? I have it in my book. He who seeks to control fate shall never find peace. That's consistent with what you said. Do you want to try to do it yourself like the emperor, like the son, like Anakin, or do you want to go with the will of the force? And right. the example I brought up, uh, if, if you remember it from the last episode, is from the AA perspective, which is um, – Remember that, you know, it, it, I just, oh, it describes our self will as, what do, what do they say in the book? Uh, a, a bone crushing juggernaut whose ultimate, um, uh, victory is your ruin, you know, mm-hmm. it's a bone crushing juggernaut. And so I do like that view of, of it being more, let's let's consult with the will of the force versus, well, what do we just think? You know, let, right. that's what Emperor does. That's what Anakin does. That's what the sun does, and it goes nowhere. So it was fascinating to hear you say that, that there's been this uh, paradigm shift, and I've got to process that more. Um, I guess within what? Episode seven and eight, right? I guess with Ray and, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say that the, the switch is between, um, because... Uh, the switch is between um, uh, six and seven, because oh. that, that's that's really when this the story group has taken over and kind of um, uh, I I have I I have this feeling that and I have this philosophy that they're trying to recapture uh, George's original intent in writing uh, this whole this whole series and writing this whole saga. And originally, George Lucas, and, and still is, more of a, a Unitarian or a, rev, uh, a relativist. You know, mm. he's saying that, you know, uh, all roads lead to the same truth, and what's good for you is good for you. What's good, you know, what's right for you is right for you, and what's right for someone else, you know, is right for someone else. It's kind of like this coexist kind of thing. And um, and he and he inserted that into the Star Wars theology originally. Um, that the problem that he ran into at the very end of uh, of Return of the Jedi is that um, somehow someone has to stand for an absolute, and wow. and in order for that to happen, someone's going to have to break a rule in the Star Wars universe. And the person that breaks that rule is Luke Skywalker. Because up until all, uh, up until that point, uh, up until the very end of Return of the Jedi, it's, um, it's uh, uh, Palpatine using absolute truth and, uh, and really brutal honesty um, all through the prequels and all through the uh, original trilogy. And, and, and um, the absolute truth uh, is what the emperor used to manipulate. He didn't lie. He told the truth, but he manipulated uh, with by using truth. He was, you know, use, you know, I have the dark side. Use my power, Anakin. It has uh, only together can we, uh, you know, can we save uh, Padme from certain death. 
Um, he, you know, he used the truth. And and it was the Jedi that were all about, you know, relativism. And it was a Jedi that, yes, it was true, but only from a certain point of view. And hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He was your, he wasn't really your father from a certain point of view. And so there's like this relativism thing, which works in this universe until Luke throws his lightsaber down and says... No, I, and he throws it out and he throws it out. Absolutely. And he stands on an absolute truth. And he says, no, I am a Jedi like my father before me. In other words, from a certain point of view is not going to win the day. I'm standing on an absolute and, mm. and saying, no, uh, it, it, I am a Jedi like my father before me. And you've lost, you have lost emperor. And so he, he moves from that relative uh, certain point of view kind of philosophy, and he rebels against Yoda and and Obi Wan, and he stands on absolute truth, and it's eventually that absolute truth that leads to the the victory. Uh, but now it's different. Now it's this it's yeah. this. Um, there's there's a, a gray area, or uh, use the dark side. You know, there's a balance between dark and light, and that's the whole conversation between Ray and Luke um, on. Um, on Octo, uh, that whole dilemma, you know, she's dealing with, you know, uh, this absolute truth thing. And he's saying, no, man, there's dark, there's light. And, and she's actually playing with dark and light. And he gets freaked out. Like, okay, you didn't even stop at the dark side. You, you didn't even hesitate. And he freaks out. And she's like, well, she doesn't know any better. So she's just playing between dark and light. Like they're, like they're, equal like there's there's no so there that that's the paradigm switch that i'm talking about between six and seven and that's kind of what you were alluding to david yeah. is that and and that and because the nature of the force has changed now in, in my in my opinion um and you know that and a, you know and a nickel will get you a cup of coffee but but the nature of the force and the theology of the force has changed since disney has taken over and since the story group has taken over and what they're trying to do is capture that original kind of like um, balance between the two, uh, uh, stay, um, kind of like use, use one truth, kind of a syncretism, use one truth when it, when it benefits you, use the dark side and power when it benefits you, you know? So he's, they, they are actually correcting the ship and bringing it back to George Lucas's original theology when he started this whole thing. Wow. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> wow. You just, man, mind blown right there. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to Rebels Reaction. No, no, no. Have a great night. Oh, okay, so <laughs> oh, just kidding. Just kidding. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have to stay. I mean, I have to stay balanced. Like, I want to know what you guys think. I'm not necessarily on that. Like, I, I like I'm not the host of this show, so 
like the the value really is us discussing not necessarily that particular topic, but uh, you know the son, the daughter, the 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 dark, the light, the right, the wrong, the good, the evil. Like um, I, I think that that's what Mortis kind of like. It's like a snow globe. M- Mortis was that's why it's so different. Mortis rocked our world, and we're like still spinning, trying to figure out. You know, still waiting for the snowflakes to fall and settle. And I don't feel like especially after world between worlds i feel like it's still spinning around and there's still snow everywhere <laughs> oh yeah it, world between worlds just shook it up even more um i i got to say that was probably the most well well said well, that's all i could say i was i i was sitting here going wow uh-huh. <laughs> like, like i'll just i'll just field the questions and y'all just go right at it cuz this is incredible but um no, you. Wow. I mean, the, this is this is what's so awesome about this episode is mm-hmm. we is we're getting this whole concept of the force and it's being turned upside down uh, from what we what we knew what it was at that time and now what we're seeing now after the Disney takeover it, it's exploding into a whole new new concept. Um, and what I one of my favorite things about this episode, I mean, we always knew we, there was the light side, there was the dark side, there had to be balance. But in this episode, it is so vividly animated and put mm-hmm. right there in front of us that you you can't help but understand dark light that you it's it's perfectly balanced uh, by the by the father in this and just seeing that vivid reality of of the force just was was unlike anything we had seen before um i mean we we see the 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 daughter who was with the light side of the force bright light i mean she's very radiant uh very bright um very uh, very almost very self-spoken where then we have uh, the dark side, which looks a lot like the Inquisitor, uh, right, and right? Voiced by the incredible Sam Witwer, who's of course voiced Maul and voiced the Emperor. I mean, there's oh, man sends chills up your spine. Um, Absolutely, with, with the with his the some of the evilness he could put in his voice. Um, so it was perfect, perfectly voiced. Um, which just again added to the mystique of the dark and the light at that point. Um, David, let, let, let's go to you. Let's, let's start with you with the with, with the vivid descriptions and, and sights that we see throughout all three of these episodes with the dark and the light and and the balance that must be maintained. Um, mm. Go. What are your thoughts overall on that, and where the chosen one fits into that? Yeah, I, you know, I love that we're we're going in this direction because this is gets so deep. And I think about what you know originally attracts us to this story, and I, you know, going again. I've said it a million times, and I date myself. You know, I'm eight years old in 1977, and and just what what stuck out to me so much at that time was when Luke is using the Force 
and um, you know Obi Wan, the mentor, you know that that uh, you know the mythos of a mentor and the mythos of the Force in this, and and Luke uses he turns off his targeting computer, and I'm just sitting there as an eight year old just biting my nails, and <laughs> he shoots those shoots the you know uh, shoots the lasers, the tor- torpedoes down uh, the the shaft there, and blows up the Death Star, and I just felt like. It was, um, you know, he just, it was, it was good triumphing over evil and it seemed really clear. And now, you know, I, I see online and different places, people talking about the gray, like Randy was saying, the, not the vivid colors, but the gray that there's, you know, is it the gray Jedi and stuff? And I think Mm -hmm. initially I was kind of confused when I heard that stuff, but now, you know, as the three of us have talked and I've, you know, spent more time looking at all this, it seems like they're really going there. You know, I even, you know, I'm trying to think about, was it in lost stars with Claudia gray where, you know, uh, the, the characters, what is it? Uh, thing Kyrell. And I'm trying to remember their names. Uh, Sienna, Sienna, Sienna. I'm trying to remember the two main protagonists or the two main characters. And, and then there's, you know, the view of, you know, innocent people on the Death Star, you know, and I remember reading that and getting different versions. And, you know, here's the side of the Imperials and here's the side of the rebels. And, you know, the rebels are terrorists and are, is, are, is the Empire terrorists? And um, mm. and just a lot of, you know, murkiness in the water and um, bringing about the gray versus those vivid colors. Um, you know, I think it's always good to generate conversations and stuff like that. But um, I, I, I do really like that there's real clarity there, at least in the Mortis arc, about who's good and who's bad. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the brother clearly represents, you know, the impulsiveness and, and the evil side. Even the father says when the daughter dies, the Sith have gained power in the universe. You're like, holy mm-hmm. mackerel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and, you know, and the daughter being the light side. So um, I don't know, you know. Re- you know, Randy brought up the issue that, you know, I talk about with my friends and I've talked about with as many people as I can. And that is, is there ultimate truth or is there relativism? And it says a lot about the person and about their views of, of life and death in the universe and what's right and wrong. Um, you know, um, I do have, you know, we can get nervous on either side. I do get nervous when people say what's your right is right and what my right is right. Um, everybody's right is right because, I mean, this gets into deep stuff and I'm not going to right. say too long. But, you know, um, it, the thing I always bring up is when people start to go towards relativism, I start to think about Nazi Germany and what they thought was right. I don't know that many of us agreed with was right. Um, Absolutely. Their treatment. So it's a dangerous place to go with relativism at times. Um, but uh, that's, it's interesting, you know, again, bouncing off you, Randy, you know, looking at these, these are the deepest issues, you know, free will versus determinism. Is there ultimate truth? Is there relativism? And, you know, Star Wars gets us talking about all these things. And these are the kind of conversations that are, that can be really fun. Now, people can go down really dark places with these kind of conversations, but, um, you know, I, on here we'll keep them pretty, I guess what, pretty level-headed and pretty fun. Right, so, yeah. You know, and you yeah. can do that, Randy, and I can do it, and so can uh, Aaron. Yeah. 
But uh, I know a lot of people right lately, particularly in the Star Wars universe, who this kind of conversation would lead to a lot of negativity. But here it just leads to a lot of fun uh, uh, thoughts. And so, again, that's what I love about Star Wars is it gets conversations like this going. But uh, so when you ask me that, Aaron, I've got, you know, just hours and hours of thoughts. That's how deep this mortis arc is. So mm-hmm. um, but I'll I'll cut it right there. Very good. Very good. Hey, you, how, how about you, Randy? With the 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 light, the dark, I and mean, then we see it vividly described in this episode, um, even to the point where uh, uh, when Ahsoka is taken over by the dark side, it's so vividly animated, and actions are, the the actions ta- she takes or the way she behaves is so vividly different. You you see that difference between the dark and the light. Um, I mean, especially coming from a, a legends background, uh, what are your thoughts and uh, on on this overall? Uh, well, the sun uh, there. There's a there's a uh, and I as I was listening to your podcast, uh, your last podcast, um, and I, I had texted you, uh, Aaron, just to um, just to. Uh, basically just to get it out of my head and just to say it out loud to somebody because uh, I was listening and I'm like, I got a text. I got a text here because I got this is so. Um, okay. So, so the sun is dark side and which we associate with the Sith um, and only the Sith deal in absolutes now, but the sun is breaking every rule in the, um, in the Mortis trilogy, every rule. And we know that uh, because the daughter is bound by those rules and and is the light side and will not break rules. In fact, you can't, you know, she, you know, she takes Obi-Wan to the to the dagger. You can't touch it. I can't go there or, you know, or the father does that. You know, we, we can't go there, but you can. You can touch it or whatever. That's the only way to stop the stunt, the son. And, and so the, the daughter is bound. Uh, absolutely by these rules and this structure, but the son can play around and break whatever rules he wants. And, and the consequence of that is Ahsoka is influenced by the dark side and kind of uh, possessed by, or, you know, is changed into a dark, a dark side character as we are, as we watch. But, but as you, uh, as you both were talking just now, this, this is kind of cool. I'm just kind of bumping into this like real time, like right now, the son and the daughter are uh, the son representing breaking the rules, but still there's an absolute, which is different than Sith, uh, the Sith, uh, only the Sith deal in absolutes. So, so the son's breaking the rules. The daughter now is, uh, the light side, but she's keeping all the rules, which is different than the Jedi order. They're like, you know, from a certain point of view, you know, so they're, they're all uh, about that. Right. So, so these two end up perishing in this arc, and the father eventually ends up perishing as well. Um, and the father was the representation of the balance, and that's what you said, David. And I agree with that. Like the father's a repre- representation of the balance. Um, uh, and so, and then all three of them die, but they leave that balance in the care of Anakin, even though he doesn't remember it. Anakin eventually is responsible for balance. And that's why the theology changes, because now there's balance. 
and that's why there's an awakening because now it's starting to get unbalanced or starting to be or whatever that whatever the new dilemma is it, it, that that we don't know yet that we're kind of looking forward to but the father represented the balance between the two and now Anakin is is the balance maker and he brings balance to the force and now we're dealing with gray areas why because there's no dark there's no light there's balance now and Oh man, that just uh, that just popped into like just now. I have it written down. So so when as we're talking about the son and the daughter, and how the daughter is not acting at all like the Je- like the Jedi Council and the the Jedi Order, is she's acting like there's absolutes and state of the truth. The son is acting like there's no there's no rules, man. I'm gonna break them all, or I'm inconsiderate of the rules, and so. Th- the story group um, using the Mortis arc kind of corrects this mistake or corrects this brokenness in uh, philosophy between the Sith and the Jedi and using the father as the, uh, as the kind of the go-between as the representation of the balance. And then when all three are taken away, the balance ensues uh, because Anakin provides that balance when he kills the Emperor and now we have this balance of light and dark and gray area in between. And, and Ahsoka um, says no to the Jedi Order, but you know she ends up with two beautiful white lightsabers that aren't red and they're not blue or green or whatever. They're white because there's this balance that exists. And oh, man, that stuff is just like, I mean, that's that that. Uh, uh, to me, it's uh, a rep- the son and the daughter a representation of the brokenness of the system. Mm. And, uh, and Anakin uh, saves us from that, from that dishonesty as far as the, the roles of the son and the daughter. Um, and now mm. we are functioning through, through the eyes of Ray, we're functioning in this like state of balance. And that really, that's, and right now is the first time I'm, that really is hitting me and I've really considered that. Um, and man, that is just, you're right guys. It, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, I, to go off of what you said, Randy, I'm looking at my timeline and I'm thinking about episode six, return of the Jedi. I'm looking at this and then the 30 year span between that and episode seven. And then consistent with what you said, we've got, you know, Anakin dies, obviously, um, from tossing the emperor down the shaft. But then we find out, you know, we don't know this until episode eight, but that Luke has shut himself off from the force. Right, right. Oh, right. So then between six and seven, what we're we're starting to learn more about and apparently learn even more from the new animated show, Star Wars Resistance, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to learn about more of what has gone on between episodes six and seven. But what I start to visualize is Luke has shut himself off. The First Order is growing. Snoke's obviously doing stuff. You know, Aaron and I talked about, you know, Thrawn and some of the stuff there and some of the stuff in the Unknown Regions and, um, you know, and what's going on. But it seems like then that makes sense that as the First Order grows to power over those 30 years, Luke removes himself from the equation to a certain degree, right? Right. That, you know, then you hear Snoke saying, well, wait a minute. You know, we, we're, we're doing fine. Things are growing. We're building our arsenal here. Um, and um, and then all of a sudden, oh, what, what just happened? Oh, there's been an awakening. And it almost feels like here's the force at work again to bring balance. So here comes Ray. 
introduced to um, bring that about. And so that would make sense that between six and seven, it goes from being balanced to imbalanced again. And that's why we have, uh, you know, even Ray talking about it in episode eight, right? She says, there's been an awakening in me. There's something has awoken. Um, and, uh, it just gives me chills thinking about that. Oh, dude. And the line, dark, darkness rises and light to meet it, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) You know who gets, you know, who gets this more than any other character. And, and Aaron, I'd love to hear if you agree, or maybe it was Luke that got it before all of us. But I think the character that gets this is. Uh, I feel nothing. All this is the false wills it, right? Like, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, he's yeah. the guy that gets it. Like, you know, just even if it means sacrificing my life, it's okay because the force is with me and I'm one with the force. You know, like, like, uh, I don't know. He, he, he got it. Yeah, he, uh, it was uh, Cherwit from uh, Rogue One. You know, right. he, he was probably more in, in touch with the force than, than any other. Uh, Don Force wielder or Jedi that we've seen. Um, I mean, he was confident in his in his belief in the Force. Um, I mean, he's constantly, I'm one with the Force. The Force is with me. All is as the Force was. I mean, he walks out there, best a squad of stormtroopers, as a blind man with a stick. I mean, right. granted, they're stormtroopers. They can't shoot the broadside of a barn. <laughs> but at the same point, you know. Still, you know, you figure, you know, what, 10, 15 got stormtroopers versus Cherwit? They, they, they would have had better odds than that. Um, and what's the first thing that gets said uh, after they after it's over? Uh, Cassian walks up and goes, see a Jedi? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing they go to. I mean, he, he's ultimately connected with the Force um, in, in a way that, hadn't been seen before and a lot of that and, and a lot we can see that because of this um mm-hmm. we it opened up that door where we can see these other beings connected to the force whether it's the the uh Cherwit and uh bays in uh rogue one um or the bindu in right right in rebels um but even the uh Perkill uh, uh, had a force connection there, um, and and through I mean because they were able to connect with Ezra. I mean it was there there there's it opened up a a door that is going to be explored for many years to come um, as books and comics and movies and new shows are being made. We're going to get to see this more and more because. It it opens up a world where you don't have to be a Jedi, you don't have to be a Sith to have that Force power. Um, I think Solo said it best in The Force Awakens. It's not how the Force works. <laughs> it, it, no truer statement probably was ever said in Star Wars at this point because it's not how the Force works anymore. Uh, right. it, is, it, it has changed. It has grown. And it has made quite a, a difference uh, in, in our saga and, and as we go. Um, it's, and I, I got your, your text right here. I pulled it up when you mentioned it. 
Um, I, I, I scrolled back through it and I found it and pulled it up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to read it real quick, then we're going to take a break to let okay. uh, David stew on it for a minute before he responds to it, because I want to get his thoughts on this text. Because um, you texted me um, Thursday night of last week uh, and said... Uh, you, that you were, you said, and I quote, listening to the newest episode, it's crazy how the daughter has to play by the rules. She pays so close attention to the rules. The son disregards them. Of course, I, I responded with, yeah, I know she defines order while the son defines chaos. And, and here, here, here's a statement that got me, and I, this is where I want to get David's uh, thoughts on this after the break. Um, you replied with, it's a weird paradox. Dark side deals in absolutes, but disregards order. Light is from a certain point of view, i.e. relativism, but plays by the rules. I think we found a broken system here. Good guys are the relativists, but only way to win a fight is for an absolute. Broken. George had had creative schizophrenia. (laughs) So, with that, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back... We're going to let David go right into the statement. And with that, we will wrap part one of our Mortis Arc wrap-up episode. Um, make sure you uh, tune in in two weeks when second, the second and final part of the discussion is released uh, with our guest, Randy Therio. Um, Till then, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Rebels Reactions. Uh, of course, go to coffeewithkenobi.com to check out all the latest Star Wars news and some of the greatest blogs on the planet by some of the greatest bloggers in the, wor- uh, in the world. We have some great stuff going on there. Check out our sister shows uh, and our family of shows on the Coffee with Kenobi Network. Of course, the flagship show, Coffee with Kenobi with Dan Z. Uh, of course, make sure you're checking out uh, Comics with Kenobi. Uh, and of course, Legends Library, of course, with our guest Randy, uh, hosting with, uh, Luke. And of course, Lattes with Leia. So make sure you check them out. Uh, subscribe to them on iTunes if you haven't. Uh, make sure you leave them some, uh, good feedback as well. Uh, subscribe to Rebels Reactions if you haven't either. Check, uh, we would appreciate that. And of course, make sure that, uh, if you haven't, leave us a review. All we ask is that you make it a good one. Um, until next time, my friends, remember, this is the Rebels podcast you're looking for. Well, kid, you pulled it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. Yes. Chopper, get us out of here! If you would like to respond to our question of the show, have a comment, or just want to say hello... Send us an email or mp3 at feedback at coffeewithkenobi.com. Or if you have a specific question or comment for either of us individually, email us at danz at coffeewithkenobi.com or C at coffeewithkenobi.com. Or visit us at coffeewithkenobi.com and click on the Contact Us section or comment on one of the stories featured on the site. If you enjoy the show, please write a review in iTunes or Stitcher. You can also like the show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash coffeewithkenobi as well as keep up to date at our Twitter feed, at Coffee with Kenobi. You can also find us on Tumblr at coffeewithkenobi.tumblr.com. If you enjoy the jazz music, the album is Eye to Eye by Steve Torok. This is Spectre One. I need a lift. <laughs> <laughs>
This podcast is not endorsed by the Walt Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. Star Wars, all names, sounds, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Disney and their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of Coffee with Kenobi unless otherwise indicated. This is the podcast you're looking for. There's no one here. Move along.